Sorry. What it is, y'all. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 4, Episode 37. It's your boy's Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And yo, this episode, we want to welcome UFO Collective's very own Scarp and Luker. They came to set some sexy noises down. And yo, without further ado, let's get in it.
Throw it up, throw it up. Watch it all fall out. Throw it up, throw it up. That's how we ball out. Throw it up, throw it up. Watch it all fall out. Throw it up, throw it up. That's how we ball out. Strip clubs and dollar bills. I got my money. Drone shots gonna get a refill.
Yo, that mix was absolutely wet milk to my ears. Really appreciate it. We got Ryan on the line, a.k.a. Scarp. Say what's up to the people, bro. Yo, what's up, everyone? (laughs) Yo, (laughs) really appreciate your time. Really appreciate that music. So uh, let's just go ahead and just jump right into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's Ryan? Who's Scarp? What's your background? Where are you from? So, yeah, I'm from South Africa. I'm 20 years old. Uh, just recently got into the um, the music scene and the music industry, I guess. Uh, I think I've been making music for about one and a half to two years right now. And, yeah, it's been an on and off thing with studies going on and stuff. But uh, I've, like, really, like, got an amazing, like, group of people around me. and. Obviously, the music scene, the wave scene especially, like, it's just so great, man. Like, you get so much um, support from everyone. So, yeah, no, it's it's been a crazy two years, but that's that's really me. <laughs> Badass. Um, so let me ask, South Africa, that's on the fucking other side of the world from where I'm at. Um, like, what... Where where did your musical background come from? You said you started this about like two years ago. Um, what kind of got you into making music? Did you have like classical training? Did you like were you in a band? Like what what's your musical background? Oh yeah, so um, my whole family has really been musical. My grand played piano. My dad then played piano. My sister then played piano, and I was like <laughs> nice. kind of the, the different sheep in the family. And I started playing drums and. <laughs> I joined a band with my friends in high school. It was like everyone does. Um, and yeah, from there, I just like jammed around with music, got to know like what what music is, I guess, in a sense. And I think what led me to electronic music, especially, is that I used to listen to like a lot of like electronic artists and I'd hear different songs and I'd be like, damn, it would be really cool if like those two songs would mesh together. So I kind of just started making music to make songs that I would like to listen to. (laughs) So basically just creating my own vibe of music, I guess. That's badass. Um, Let me ask you, um, what what were those musical artists that you were kind of listening to that kind of got you inspired in that way? Oh yeah, so definitely like <laughs> like the first like proper artist that was like in the scene was definitely Missing No. Um I kind of got into the scene with like through the neo grime type of stuff. And then immediately after that I got introduced to um Wolf. Um and Wolf kind of like kicked it off in the wave scene. Like I just loved their vibe. And then, uh, yeah, I guess from there, it, like, spread to different people, like Wizard, and going all the way, like, back to the UK stuff, and, yeah, Hardwave, UK, all those different people. Nice. Um, it's, it's interesting, because, like, I, I feel like the, the Umbrella Wave has been on such a journey, um, you know, like I, I was listening to it before. I, I don't even think it was being called wave back then. This is even kind of before like the plastician days with the wave pool. 
Um, there were artists like, oh, yeah. like, Wisp, like, like Wispa, people like that. That's when it was kind of still, I guess people were kind of calling it witch back then. That's like a whole little umbrella yeah. term in itself. So um, it's interesting to to hear, you know, you at your age of 20, who has inspired you. Uh, Missing goes badass. I, I really love their music. It's really good stuff. Um, so at what point, like, where where did, you know, the moniker SCARP come from? Where where did, you know, where, where's the origin story on that? So it's actually, like, totally the opposite of, like, a serious story, I guess, in a sense. Um, <laughs> nice. So here in South Africa, uh, we have a language, a native language called Afrikaans. And um, uh, my family is Afrikaans. So uh, what I used to do with some of my friends is we would take Afrikaans words and pronounce them in an English accent. Um, so scarf is actually like scarp in like Afrikaans, which means sheep. And... I was just driving one day and I saw a sheep, literally no cap. That's how I got my name. And I was like, that sounds like a really sick name. And then I, I kind of compared it to um, Style, um, the artist Style. And I was like, damn, you know, it's kind of got that same ring to it. So I'm kind of going to keep it. And I just have kept it from there. Yo, you say that's not an origin story. That's definitely an origin story because motherfuckers don't, you know, I love how you bring your your actual culture into your name because for a second there, you know, I know a lot of people were just kind of doing that like search engine optimization kind of thing where they were just throwing X's and A's where vowels should be and shit like that. And no, yours actually has, yeah. you know, a decent story. So I appreciate you telling me that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I've, I honestly thought I've changed it many times, but I guess I've kind of like built it up in a sense and I'm kind of liking it now again. So, yeah, that means a lot. That means a lot. You know, I've asked people too, because I've, I've known a lot of people who've gone through the rebrand as well, um, you know, changing their full name. Have, have you had previous, um, you know, monikers before this? Or I know you said you were thinking about changing it. Um, you know, what, what do you think about that? Oh yeah. So I've, I've definitely had previous ones. Um, uh, back before I officially only made myself like in like music terms, uh, I used to do a lot of, um, like mashups with, uh, videos and stuff like that. So like, I'd like have a media page. And going back to what you said about how people would just throw in a bunch of X's and stuff in place of vowels, um, my previous name used to be RXXN, which was like literally Ryan, just with X's in places of the vowels. So yeah, I kind of upgraded from that one at least. Yeah, and it's like, how am I supposed to pronounce that without knowing you personally? No. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, I know you said, you know, you were kind of listening to these artists like, like Missing O and things like that. But is there a particular like moment where, like, you know, it kind of just struck a chord with you where this was something that you felt in your body? This is what you wanted to focus on. Um, yeah, I kind of guess I've had that. Um, it, I wouldn't really say it's like 
uh, like, a, a, well, there was a moment, I guess. So throughout all this, like, music stuff, the one thing that, like, really got me going into, like, making music was making a respace. Like, I loved respaces. And I guess the one night I was playing around on FL Studio in the trial version, and um, <laughs> I kind of made a respace, and I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> cool. And I guess from there, I kept on like playing around and just, I guess, music developed from a respace into actual songs. Nice. Yo, I, I feel you there. There's something about a really good respace that you could literally just play with, you know, root chords and root notes all day long and just be fine. Like, it's just something about a really beautiful sine wave, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yo, so let's go ahead and hop into your mix a little bit. It was immaculate. Let's ask, let me ask you, um, where did that track selection come from? Um, you know, um, it was all super good, but what made you pick those tracks out of all your songs? Um, so recently, um, I've been getting a lot into Neogrime uh, because I met one of the artists here in South Africa too. And there are very few artists that are like, I guess, covered in the wave scene. Um, so I met him, his name's Night Bloom, and uh, he makes Neo Grime. And I guess from there, like, I've just been super inspired by him uh, to, like, make Neo Grime and stuff. So I guess that's why my whole mix was kind of based around um, the Neo Grime vibes. And, uh, like, yeah, it's just... I've I've just gotten such a love for Neogrime and I just hope that uh, my future releases are just like just these bomb-ass Neogrime songs, I guess. <laughs> um, it, it, within terms, like in terms of the mix and stuff, like it's, it's, it's like pretty, I wouldn't say it's sad, but um, since I've only been doing this for two years and obviously... I haven't made this a full-time thing. I really have not many songs that I've fully produced out. So I have a lot of ideas and stuff like that, but nothing ever materializes. So I'm like pretty proud of the songs I already have. Um, but yeah, I just wish I could make a lot more and like get a lot more mixes and stuff out with like just my music solely. Yeah, that would be like really sick. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at the rate you're going for you to have only been in the game for two years, I have no doubt in my mind that <clears throat> you're going to be dropping some really heavy shit. And, you know, it's really interesting, too, about like like Neo Grime, like like Wave and Witch and all that. It's it's funny how it's kind of like cyclical, but also well, with your mix, especially like the way you were kind of able to like mix all of these vibes into even like one track in itself. Um, I'm really liking like the evolution and you like being the younger generation, I can hear you being inspired by all that and kind of incorporating all of that into your music. And uh, shit's just super dope, like for real. Yeah, dude, I appreciate that. Like hectically, like I think that's the one thing that I kind of like aim for when I'm producing music is to like not really stick in a genre. Um, like I would totally make a neo grime song with some like hard wave um 
hardware like saw pads or something like that or some like awesome uh witch house like arps or something like that dude like just exactly putting the most random stuff in there and making it great is just honestly like don't stick to the borders and like don't stick to the bounds just like think out the box you know right now let me ask you um i know you've only been on this journey for a couple years now but uh, do you feel like there anything like you know like being on this path as a musical artist do you feel like you've learned something that you might not have learned otherwise yeah yeah definitely um i feel like it was actually the other day um it's a bit more philosophical than actual learning um apart from like obviously the generic answer of all the different people you meet and stuff like that is obviously like crazy opportunities and experiences that not really many other people can have and you connect with different people that have the same vibe as you i feel like that's a feeling not many people experience but like people really should because honestly that's like the best thing that i found to have come from music um but i also feel like through music i've kind of like delved more into myself and like emotions of people around me i feel like music really helps to convey that and uh i was literally just sitting in my car the other day listening to one of these songs i put on my mix and i was really like taken aback because it's weird how certain frequencies in music just strike up an emotion um and just like a memory of people and just it kind of encompasses their whole like aura in a i guess in a sense and i feel like people who don't really listen to music and they just like hear like a tune i feel like they don't really like get to experience that and i guess yeah that's what i'm really thankful for that uh i've experienced well like in the music scene and like getting to know music personally. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think I could agree with you anymore on that. Um, it's something um, I, it's like magical is just an understatement about like, like music. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, people have their own niches of music or whatever. So everyone kind of vibes to their own. But just like you said, like, yeah. Just to be able to hear like a certain chord progression and then to be like get immediately transported back to a, a completely different year. Like you can kind of smell that memory at the same time. Like I don't yeah, think yeah. anything else can kind of like really invoke that sort of emotion besides music. And uh, it's it's something to be really grateful for. And this is what I really appreciate about the podcast, just being able to uh, just dive deep into that music universe and, you know, be able to understand an artist's expression, if even only for 30 minutes, you know what I mean? Like that, that in itself is just bonkers <laughs> for real. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, honestly, I agree like hundred percent. So I know again, you've only been doing this for a couple of years, but if you could go back, let's say, you're 20, so I'll, I'll even do you one better. Like, if you could go back five years and give yourself some advice or even some advice to 
maybe some young producers that you might know who might listen to this podcast, if you could give them a little bit of advice, what would that be? I feel like honestly, is just don't get stuck in the loop of trying to sound like your favorite artists. Um, that's personally what I experienced a lot. And I guess that's what kind of kept me back on making a lot of music or beginning really early is because I always had this mindset of I have to sound like wealth or I have to sound like wizard or, and stuff like that. And like, it's, it's very difficult to copy someone else's sound and rightfully yeah. so, because I don't think other people's sounds or other people's like things generally are meant to be copied. I feel like life is honestly there for you to make it your own. So I think my advice to my younger self or at least to the younger generation of music producers maybe listening to this is, yeah, just make what comes to mind. Make what, like, convey your emotions, your feelings, your um, experiences. Like, convey that into your music. Make it your own. Don't get hung up on trying to sound like someone different because... No matter how many followers they have, there will always be people in this world that will just somehow like your music. And yeah, just focus on yourself. That's good advice. It's definitely, I think it's pretty easy to go from, I'm very inspired by this artist to, like you said, I'm, I want to be just like this artist. And then you can get caught in like, just trying to like, you know, be more of a copycat versus, you know, maybe borrowing a technique here and there, you know, <clears throat> I think that's really good yeah. advice. Yeah, for sure. Like, like definitely being inspired is amazing. Like inspiration, it takes people a long way, but as soon as you start to like get hung up on being like them and copying them, yeah, stuff just goes bad. For sure. So let's hop into your mind as a producer. Um, I know you said earlier that you were kind of like messing around in FL Studio. Is that your uh, preferred DAW? Do you have a, a other DAW or what? Um, so, yeah, the, the, the short answer, yeah. FL Studio is definitely my preferred like DAW because, I don't know, I feel like it's just really simple and like just navigating around it and like your work... Um, your workflow is just a lot easier. I've been into other doors like Ableton and like Studio One and I just get like overwhelmed with all the stuff going on there and I just don't know where things sit. So definitely FL Studio is like the way to go for me. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, like, you know, do you believe that the DAW, like, do you feel like it's just a tool or do you feel like certain DAWs do other things better than, you know? Yeah, Um. I mean literally just um watching other producers talk about or like have door battles and like seeing their workflow and stuff i definitely feel like other doors do certain things better um but uh i personally have a a personal connection to fl studio in a sense <laughs> so nice. yeah i don't think i'll ever change to it I hear you. So do you have like a, <clears throat> what's like your go-to like VST or do you have like a piece of hardware that you kind of use in like every track? Oh, uh, so like definitely my go-to VST is Serum. 
I recently got it. And yeah, it's just, I feel like everything has like some type of serum sound in there. And the controls you have over sound and waveforms in serum is just like unparalleled to anything else. So definitely serum is my go-to like place where I can just get the creative juices flowing, get like some ideas down. And uh, yeah, that's that's my go-to BST. Sick. Yeah, serum's a powerhouse. Like I that's that's one of those beasts for sure. Like it's it's damn near infinite what you can do on that. It's it's a really good one. I like uh I like Omnisphere and I like Serum. Oh, and I've been fucking around with Phase Plant too. Those are like my my like go-to VST synths for sure. Oh yeah, I've heard about Phase Plant. Um it's just that yeah, I feel like <laughs> when money's tight. Like that's just my go-to thing, but I definitely do want to try um, Omnisphere. Like I've seen some crazy sounds coming out of Omnisphere, and yeah, honestly, Loki jealous. Yeah, so dude, hopefully I'll get my hands. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what do you feel? Do you think there's like too many plugins, like not enough plugins? Because like, bro, it's overwhelming. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, definitely overwhelming with all the plugins. I feel like there's a lot of plugins um for a whole lot of style um and like there are a lot of plugins because there are many different types of music and genres but i feel yeah. like when you start making your own music i've you like kind of get accustomed to like the few plugins that you mainly use and you don't really jump out to go find a new one or something like that so I feel like in a broad sense, there aren't too many, but in a personal like producer sense, I feel like having the select few that you just always vibe with is like all you need. Definitely. They are, I keep telling people that's key. Like find just a couple of things that work for you, because if you go down the rabbit hole, you'll be stuck there forever. <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So let me ask you, um, <clears throat> you got a blank, you know, blank uh, version or blank FL Studio project in front of you. What What is your procedure, like, whenever you start making your, you know, music? What's your procedure to make a track? Uh, so usually when I start a track, it's definitely um, from, uh, like, probably a song I've heard where I'm like, damn, that gives off a really cool vibe. Um, so definitely my start is... <laughs> laying down some uh, chords and um, definitely like atmospheric pads, something that's like very flowy, like Reese's can also work, but something that's really flowy because I feel like that's where you get to just like play around and kind of get the feel for how the music's going to go. And yeah, kind of really get all the emotions out, I feel. So you start with your chords and then from there you kind of just lay, you know, you lay down the rest from there. You kind of build off of that emotional pattern, off of that vibration from there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then I'd like go to the releases and then um, I'd go with my leads and stuff like that. Uh, surprisingly, like the things that dread me the most is drums. And as like a past drummer myself, like I find it pretty humorous because I was like, I don't really want to do the drums now. I guess it's probably because I've done it so often that I kind of get like 
bored in a sense because I kind of already know what I'd like to expect and something like that, which is kind of not a great mindset to be in. But yeah, I will definitely say that at the end of the rock project, it's probably the drums that are coming in. Nice. So <clears throat> whenever you're, you know, uh, loading up all your tracks and preparing, uh, you know, for like a DJ set or something, how do you normally prepare for that? Um, so in terms of DJ sets, I actually have never done a DJ set. This no. mix that I made for you guys is like kind of my first mix ever. Um, so I, that was, that's, that's kind of been a crazy experience. Um, it's, it's a lot harder than people think. Uh, I thought uh, that DJ would be like some easy thing compared to making the actual music, but it's really not like, you need to know some technical like details about each different song and how to like convey it properly. So with this first mix that I made, I'm pretty happy with it in a sense, but I do want to like try and do it a lot like better. And I definitely want to get into like that DJ scene um, a lot more. That's like the biggest goal for me is to actually play live for like a group of people. And just, yeah, experience, like, those live vibes. Oh, man, let me tell you, you are well on your way there. Um, and it's funny that, and I always ask all the artists on this, too, like, you know, DJing versus being a producer, like, do you feel like, you, you know, you should be perfectly skilled at both before you take on one or the other, before jumping into the scene? Should you be a DJ with no actual original beats of your own or a producer who can't DJ like what's your take on that so it's interesting let me get your opinion on that with you being kind of fresh especially on the on the DJing part how do you feel about that yeah so I feel um I, I feel like it like for me at least I wanna I would focus on the producing side of things because with the DJing side, it's like all fun and like the vibes and like, it's just like a whole different level of like excitement, I guess. And like just energy, like DJing for a bunch of people and just like spreading like the sounds and like your sounds and what you like. It's a, it's a different experience, but I feel when you're producing, it's where you actually kind of like can express yourself. So I feel like one has to be equally good at both, but mainly I feel like it's, again, for people's personal preference. If you're more the type of person to want to share your vibes and your music with people, DJing is 100%. But if you're like more the type where you just want to let go and just like let your emotions out and just like take a cool down producing is the way to go i guess for me <laughs> yo no that's a <clears throat> that's a fresh take and probably because you're like i said you're fresh on both ends kind of so i really like that take um i've been asking people this recently on this new season simply because i don't know why i haven't been asking people this but what what do you do outside of music man like what are your hobbies what do you like to do Oh, so this is the craziest thing. And this is probably why um, I haven't been producing much music lately is because uh, I'm busy studying engineering. Nice. And 
we get like no sleep just off our normal work. Um, so that's mainly what's taken up most of my time, but I definitely do love to, uh, like go to the gym and cycle. I would say I'm low key, but of a gym rat, um, <laughs> in a yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, it's honestly, yeah, I love my outdoor activities and just like being in nature, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's mainly my other hobbies. If it's not, uh, engineering, killing my soul every day. <laughs> what kind of engineering? Uh, I'm busy studying mechanical engineering. Oh, so, the worst one. <laughs> yeah, as people say, and I can definitely attest that it is quite the challenge every day, but we are pushing through and definitely, um, yeah, every day goes by and you like get through it and you just keep pushing. For real. So let me ask, what, um, like, what is your dream like as, as an artist? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Um, so I guess, like, as I previously said, honestly, to accomplish something like just to accomplish, like playing live would be amazing. Um, yeah. but I guess like to be more specific on that, uh, I recently listened to, uh, like a base coast, uh, like mix from sorcery, um, and like how they just described the vibe of that event there was just like magical to me. And I told myself, if ever I have to do something, I have to go to America and like play at base coast and like in those underground, like in the underground scenes and the underground clubs where like, I feel the vibe of like the music I make is like really appreciated in a sense. So yeah, I definitely like my main goal is just to spread like my vibes are to the different people in the world. Yo, like I said, you're for sure, you're on the path. Um, I, I don't know Thanks, if it's man. just like, like a, I don't know, maybe I call it like a blessing, but everyone who's been on this podcast, they all go off to go do big shit. And I'm always super proud. So I can't wait to see like your evolution and your progress on your journey, you know, as a musical artist, I'm pretty sure Give it a little bit. You'll be playing Bass Coast for sure. And I can't wait to see you, you know? Oh, dude, I'm like super psyched. Thank you for the Third Coast Bass Radio blessing to go out <laughs> in the future and like just make something of myself. Definitely, this is quite the step up in my like music career. So this has definitely motivated me to going further. Um, so yeah, I'm like super stoked. And like, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Definitely. So let me ask, um, what what do you got going on in the future? Uh, what projects you got going? You got some new music gonna come out, like maybe uh, some streams or something. What do you got going on? Um, so with uh, UFO, like the collective I'm with, um, we got a like a mixtape. Um, it's our second volume mixtape releasing. I definitely want to get some of my like neo-grime out there because it will probably be my like debut like neo-grime um like song so definitely that's like my next priority in my music making and i got some that works in progresses in my folder so hopefully i can materialize that for the mixtape and uh also at the roughly the same date uh, i got another mix for uh drone collective 
which I'm also super sick, like stoked about. So yeah, like definitely new experiences, new vibes coming up pretty shortly, but I'm super stoked for it. And I literally can't wait to just see it actually happen in like real life. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, like I said, you, your music is fantastic. So definitely going to be keeping an eye. Um, so this is like the the funnest part for me because it just allows me to explore a little bit deeper in the musical universe. Um, but um, if you could shout out a couple of artists that you might want on the podcast for future episodes, who'd you shout out? Oh, 100%. So, like, definitely, um, like, my, well, like, personal, like, mentor, Night Bloom. Like, he really makes crazy stuff, super underrated. Like, I just love his work. Um, definitely would love to see him here yeah, and, like, listen to what he has to say. Because, honestly, he goes really deep into, like, his thought process about music and stuff. Um, so definitely that, um, uh, yeah, I also, my really close, like friends like Luca are like going to be on uh third coast tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's already my wish come true. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited <laughs> to hear that too. Like, I love their work, love their music, love their like whole vibe around them. So yeah, that's honestly the main people that I'm like really close to. Um, so yeah, I'd like, I'd really love to hear their, their stuff in the future. Definitely. Yeah. Once we get off here, um, I'll, I'll link with you and we can write those artists down and I'll reach out to them. We can hopefully get them on next season. Um, but yeah, let me ask you where, uh, where can, where can the listeners find you? Where can people find you? You got a, a MySpace, a Zanga. Are you too young to remember Zanga? <laughs> I'm definitely way too young to remember both of those. Um, I got the standard Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, all those cool things. I'm mostly on SoundCloud because it's just like a whole different vibe to like a corporate Spotify. But definitely if people want to like shout at me and just like say what's up, Instagram is where it's at, Scarf Wave. Scarf Wave. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to make sure to post that on the website as well as on the info. That way people can click your name and go straight to, um, all of your, all of your sites. Um, let me see if there was anything else. I believe that was it, bro. So I would like to thank you so much for your time. Um, and like your energy, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, so I want to offer you the floor to give any like last words of wisdom to friends, family, producers out there who are listening. Uh, floor is yours. Awesome. Thank you, man. Like, I really just want to first say thank you to you. Like, honestly, this is such uh, an incredible experience and such a step up um, in my like usual stuff that I've been used to. So definitely shout out to you and like Third Coast um, Base Radio love you guys um but yeah for the people out there i just want to say i love all of you um the support i've had from every single one of you guys like my friends my family it's just been incredible everyone has full faith in me and honestly it drives me every day to like keep on like doing my best and like making like the greatest stuff you'll ever hear you know <laughs> so just like a massive shout out to my friends especially um 
yeah, you guys are amazing. And to everyone that's starting music, honestly, just literally just vibe around. That's my motto. Uh, you will get somewhere and things will just like just fall into place, you know? So, yeah. Yo, super sex. Brian, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to let you get back to it. You have a blessed day, okay? Thanks, man. You too, man. Such an awesome time. Check you.
same time trade you out 2001 Woke up that coma 2001 
Plus tomorrow comes equipped with warfare Beware of my crime family Who got enough shots to share for all those Who want to profile and pose Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone You all alone in these streets, cousin Every man for himself in this land, we be gunning Ain't only 19, but my mind is older When the things get for real, my born one turns cold Enough to get deceased, another story is told It ain't nothing really, and you're done spark that really So I can give my mind up these yellow back niggas Why they still alive, I don't know Go figure, meanwhile, back in Queens The realness is foundation if I die I couldn't choose a better location When the slugs penetrate Feel a burning sensation Getting closer to God In a tight situation now Take these words home and think it through Or the next rhyme I write Might be about you, sonny This ain't no such thing Halfway cross Scared to death and scared to look This shook This ain't no such thing Halfway cross Scared to death and scared to look Living the life that the diamonds and guns There's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds some get shot, locked down, and turn guns. Cowardly hearts and straight up shook ones, shook ones. It ain't a son. We just shook ones. Some get shot, locked down, and turn guns. Cowardly hearts and straight up shook ones. Thank you. 
pretend this is real, we ain't got to pretend the cold world over here. Just feel the pressure, pain, enough of me, nigga, now listen to the game. I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and be me. I'm rap simply pick. I ain't going nowhere.
that mix was super sex sauce. Absolutely delicious noise. Really appreciate that. We got Luker on the line. Say what's up to the people, y'all. Yo, what's good? Hi. Yo, thank you so much for your time and energy. Um, really enjoyed that. So let's just go ahead and hop right into it. Um, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Um, last time I did a duo was like in my first season, so this should be fun. So tell me about yourselves. Where are y'all from? What's your background? Uh, so I grew up in Rochester, New York, and I was really passionate about art. But when I went to college, you know, um, I got interested in music, too. So Luker has been a, a good place for me to, you know, express both. There's a lot of graphic design elements and some of the merch I get involved with, too. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Luker. So Luker actually started around two two thousand fifteen, and then um, when I started, it was just me. And then I kind of like dabbled around in like other projects and stuff because I took a short hiatus from Luker for a little bit, and then kind of started back up around twenty twenty one, where I met Ashley. And then you know, I'm from Buffalo, by the way. Buffalo, New York, and we, we kind of just, uh, we both met in college, and uh, she loved, she loved doing art and animation, and I was taking music, so we figured, hey, let's work together on this project, you know, I got this project, and let's just see what we can do with it, um, but yeah, we got started on that, and we're just kind of going with the flow with it. <laughs> nice, so let me ask y'all, um, the project kind of got revamped uh, in 2021. Back in 2015 is kind of when the project started. But what was y'all's like musical background before? Were y'all interested in music? Did y'all have like a like a band or were you in choir? Or what was y'all's musical background before you kind of like, you know, dove into the Luker project? Oh, so for me, I've I've always been into music ever since, you know, I was a kid, like growing up. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've always been into music production, and uh, at first, so when I first started getting into music, I started making dance music. I believe it was like hard dance music, techno, and then uh, I dabbled around making beats and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I came up with various projects, then. Uh, that's when around 2015 I started Luker. I wasn't called Luker when I first started it. That's a fun fact. <laughs> but um, it was called Haruko, I believe. Yes, it was called Haruko. So went through a whole like name change, a whole like aesthetic change and everything. So when it was revamped. How about you, Ashley? <laughs> so for me, I started out more as a music lover. You know, I listened to music, especially older music, and just be like, wow, that's really cool how they do that. So it took, you know, meeting the right person, open my eyes. Oh, that's how they did that. So Luker's got some like 90s type aesthetic to it. It's got the older vibes mixing in with the dance music, which I think is really fun. Like we'll sometimes remix. Um, 
some of the old rap music like Mob Deep. That's interesting because I was just going to ask, uh, you know, listening to your mix, I could hear a, a good amount of uh, 90s aesthetic in there. Um, who, uh, like, inspires the soundscape behind the Lucre sound? Oh, man. Um, we got a lot of inspiration from, like, different, like, artists from, like, Of Dream and Ears and... Um, Aware, I believe his name is. Yeah, Aware. And um, let's see, we, and then, you know, just listening to um, other like artists, like older hip hop 90s artists, like, you know, Mob Deep, and then dabbling around like early 2000s, or you get like, you know, like Usher was popping, Nelly, all of them. So we kind of yeah. like, we got a lot of uh, remixes of their stuff, but, you know, we're kind of, putting our own little spin on it, you know? Right. And doing our own little sound design to it. So let's talk about the origin story behind y'all two meeting and then um, revitalizing the Luger project. How did, how exactly did, did that go down? Uh, so we, we, yeah, again, we met in, in school. college. Yeah. And um, she, Ashley was actually showing me her art that she did. And, I loved it. She did. She does more like cartoony kind of designs, which I'm I'm a huge cartoonist myself, and I loved it. And then uh, I showed her my music, which she really loved. So we were like, "Hey, let's kind of do this little combination of like you know, with her art and then my music." And then uh, she started. I I teach her a little bit of like FL and everything. So we both started getting on like creating music and where her art comes in is where our merch comes into play because we're trying to get like a clothing line together at the moment and we're going to have like her designs on it like custom shirts custom pants so yeah that's kind of like the how everything started where we like met we were like hey we like each other's ideas let's kind of like work together on it you know that's super cool. And it's interesting. I, like y'all said y'all are in New York and you're from Buffalo and then from Rochester. Um, I, I have family out there in Buffalo and I don't understand how anyone survives up there at all. That Bro, literally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that part it's, of it's, New York, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it, Buffalo, like, it, it, I'm gonna be honest. It's, it, it's not really it in terms of like, I want to say, local in terms of like being a local musician it's honestly pretty difficult to you know the scene here is like guys on acoustic guitars and dubstep so we don't <laughs> quite fit in it's one extreme or the other yeah <laughs> oh yeah um, so you do have like some kind of like decent underground talent here it's just like you know people like with our genre where we're more like bass hard wave kind of mix and thrown in the early 2000s, kind of like mixing up a little bit. It's just like, it's just difficult to get out there like locally, you know? Right. And that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask like, what is, you know, kind of like the scene out there like that for y'all and how do y'all, you know, kind of break through the noise? It seems like, um, like, like, you know, uh, Ashley said, it'd be one extreme or the other. So how do you kind of like, How's that signal-to-noise ratio? How do you kind of, like, break through that? We're basically trying to, I guess, like, you know, create, like, a 
just is it called a movement? Would it be a movement? <laughs> audience for so yeah, we're trying to create like a little niche audience. Doing pop-up events to try to get our sound out there. And we do have like once a month we get invited to do like um a little thing at Stamps Bar with similar artists. But so hopefully that can grow and you know we'll make something happen. Yeah. They're not quite similar, similar though. There's like one other wave artist and then there's um was it what would you call consider Jay Kutch? He sings too. He's, he he's also beat. electronic. So what I like what um so sometimes when we do get shows booked out here, um this guy will put us in it's kind of like a various artists kind of thing. It's not just like Hey, it's only dubstep, or right. hey, it's only rock. He's kind of mixing up having various artists of different genres, so that helps a lot. Yeah, that's good that y'all have that platform, and I'm glad to hear y'all say, you know, even if like you know the niche isn't necessarily there, you guys kind of carve it out yourself. Um, right. I think that's like really good advice for people. Like, you know, if you don't see the scene, create the scene. Exactly. So let me ask um, at you know, you guys kind of started this up together back in 2021. Um, was there like a particular moment where it kind of like struck a chord between y'all both where you're like, ah, you know, like this is something that we really want to focus on and kind of like, you know, get our gears together. Was there a particular moment that y'all can remember? Um, not exactly, like not like a certain day, but we do remember like going over like what what do we want out of Luker, you know? And yeah. That goes back to the whole we love the we love the whole Y2K aesthetic, you know, the whole early two thousands. So that's a big part of it too, is the look. We wear um, you know, like actual vintage like starter jackets and like basketball gear. It was it was yeah, and like growing up, like seeing that, um I, I always thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, one day I'm going to rock that. <laughs> one day I'm going to rock that starter jacket or, you know. So, yeah, the the look has a lot to do with it. And I think another thing was just um, I, I, me personally, I love basketball. So I would go back and watch these um, old and one basketball clips and just seeing the environment seeing everybody just together and just having a good time, it felt natural. It felt, it felt fun, you know? And that's one thing that we really want to implement into this project. One of our quotes is bring back the culture. And what that basically means is, you know, bring, bring back the culture of like that togetherness, you know, of people just enjoying themselves and having fun and seeing people genuinely do that. And those like old and one clips just it just yeah. it, it felt it felt nostalgic, but it felt it felt real. It felt it, it felt great, you know. After COVID and like Buffalo even had the shooting last year, it's like everyone is scared. They don't want to go out in a big crowd, you know. It was like, when's the next thing going to happen? Like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to die. I could buy anything, but we want to get get the fun energy back. Bring people together again. Yeah, I understand that. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned the and one. I honestly, you just like brought back like a, a 
random, like random access memory in my brain, like just bringing that up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we are, we all, I'm assuming y'all are nineties babies as well, but the nineties were probably the last time where, like you said, that, like that culture of togetherness was really there. Um, yeah. after like 2008 or something like that, things just kind of got a little more, a little more isolated, a little more. And then especially after COVID, when COVID showed us that we weren't fit, it just kind of, you know, everyone just oh, man. cubes, you know? Yeah. Like COVID, COVID was super rough on us. Like we had shows, we had like a couple of shows booked. Um, and like, you know, next thing you know, Hey, we can't can't do them. This bar is closing down. This other bar is closing down. And then, uh, just, you know, trying to get out there and do shows, you know, people weren't having it. Everything had to be like online and it was just really rough for like musicians, you know? Definitely. Um, so let me ask you, um, it's, it's pretty badass that y'all have like the visual and the musical kind of together. So, um, I would like to ask, you know, um, like on this path, trying to bring back the culture and all of that, um, do you feel like this this journey might have taught you something that you're on right now that you might not have learned otherwise? Basically, just uh, just keep at it. Just keep pushing, you know? You know, just you'll have like hardships here and there because we do deal with the whole thing where like people might not understand lucre or like the aesthetic or definitely the sound or, you know, but my thing is, you know, it's, it's cliche, but just keep going, just keep grinding and people don't understand. Then, you know, make them understand. I like, um, I would like to pop into uh, y'all's mind as a producer and it's interesting because y'all are you know a duo I mean I know you said that um, you're kind of uh, teaching each other you know the the ropes in FL studio is that y'all's favorite doll do y'all use another doll for other things or no we're straight up FL <laughs> straight FL I, I've, I've dabbled in um, Ableton a little bit and uh, Pro Tools um, but that was mostly when I was taking music classes at um, Villa Maria, but, you know, it wasn't anything too serious. I didn't really quite get it, especially Ableton. I've used FL. I've always used FL. Nice. And let me ask you, what, what's your, what, what is y'all's, like, your go-to, like, VST or, like, I don't know if y'all have a piece of hardware that y'all use at the house in most of your tracks, but whenever y'all work on a track together, what do y'all use in, like, every every project file? Definitely Serum and um, Omnisphere. True. I love Omnisphere. That shit's tight. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask, like, with it being, like, you know, the, the visual and the musical kind of at the same time, when y'all are, when y'all are working on a track do y'all also have like a visual aesthetic in mind or do you complete one before the other how does that go um kind of both <laughs> like you know if we want more of like you chasing a mood like you know like that mood of you're driving in your cars picture palm trees or something or you're going to a nightclub 
like you get into that mindset and maybe it's the nineties and you're wearing your cool jackets and your cute little dress or whatever. And so you, you get into the right mindset and then it kind of shows in your music. And then when it's all done and you want to make a little promotional video, you find that aesthetic and, you know, you put it all together in a nice little package. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was wondering, like, you know, where, where's the planning on that? So I, I like you, you, you create the mood first and you kind of build around that. So when you have like, <clears throat> when you have that aesthetic or when you have that mood finally like created, you have a blank project file in front of y'all. How do y'all go about creating that track? What's your procedure? Um, usually I start with, usually I start with like a drum pattern, like a kick or a snare. And then I know usually people go straight to like basses, but for us, we... It's more like vocals and or synths. Try to come up with like a lead and then build around that. Yeah, your um the the tracks from your mix, um, it really sounded like it was definitely built around um maybe like I guess the vocals. So it's interesting how you say you start with the drums first. A lot of artists usually start with the bass line, which uh that's why I like kind of like breaking down everyone's artistic process. So that makes me uh, kind of want to go back to the mix. Um, so let's talk about that. Like, um, where did that track selection come from, y'all? Uh, what made y'all choose uh, those tracks out of all the tracks you made for the mix? Um, just, you know, our best work, our best produced work. Uh, we got some, like, unreleased in there, but um, we said, you know, why not include it? Um, let's see. Take a little bit of everything. We got... Yeah. Our Mob Deep remix and the um, was it the game? His re we remixed one of his songs, but we also have just pure vibey wave music too. So we can kind of show, like, hey, we do, we can do, game. yeah, like we can do remixes. We can also do a bunch of like original stuff, you know? Yeah, no, the range in the mix was absolutely bonkers. I, I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. Thank you. So let me ask y'all, um, I know you guys say like uh, y'all book shows and things like that. So I would like to kind of like talk to y'all about like DJing versus production. This is kind of a new question I've been asking. Um, when y'all DJ or like when, well, let me ask your opinion on this first from both of y'all. Do you feel like you need to be proficient in both? Or do you feel like you can be like a DJ that doesn't have any original tracks or a producer who just trashes every transition he has when he tries to DJ. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, when we we're more into like production and, you know, trying to get our work out there, art out there, music, our look. Um, but yeah, we're production versus DJing. We're definitely more production. DJing is fun. We love to DJ. Um, we don't go, you know, too crazy with it, like with all these like effects and everything. Yeah. We, we're more of just, we're here, let's hype the crowd up. We're here to have a good time, you know? And you can find different relationships between your songs you didn't realize existed when you're trying to make a, you know, an actual live mix. So I think there's a place for every kind of DJ though. You know, the DJs that just purely DJ, there's a place for that. You know, and they get really good at hyping up a crowd. We can learn from them. And then the DJs that just, 
hide behind their set because they're shy and it's their own music so they feel exposed we've been there <laughs> so yeah. there's a place for it all we're we're getting more experienced and yeah it's a lot of fun I really enjoy that opinion. A lot of people, um, you know, it's kind of like a culture war in itself. Like, oh, you can't do one without the other. I appreciate the artists that can kind of look at it from both perspectives. Um, so that makes me wonder, like, when y'all are about to uh, prepare for a show, how do you usually prepare your sets if you're going to play? Ooh, so um, we usually we usually like to start off strong with our sets. So we'll put like a lot of like hard hitting songs first and then we kind of go into more um more like you know vibey kind of stuff and then uh end it with something not not too hard but you know because like you know everybody's all hyped up but we'll throw in like some more unreleased or all right when y'all are preparing for your sets do y'all um do you guys you know, do y'all do it from a laptop, from the USBs, or like how how do y'all DJ? Is it just straight from the CDJs? How do y'all feel about that? Oh well, recently <laughs> we made a big purchase of the DD uh, CD was DDJ DDJ one thousand. Yeah, so nice. that that was a big uh, amount of money for us. So we like to use that when we can, and that's what we practice on. Um, for the CDJs, we have had a few opportunities to use them, and I can see why people like them, but um, since we don't have access to one all the time, our practice is on the DDJ and with a laptop, you know. Yeah. I, I, like, a lot of, like, venues like to, like to hate on the, like, controller laptop DJ, but I'm like, whatever brings the best set, that's what you should use, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like we we don't we don't we don't like we don't judge we don't hate and all that if whatever people use is whatever people use uh, you know it, whatever they got is what they got you know not everyone <laughs> right. can afford a you know CDJ and not everybody has a buddy that has one that can let them practice on it so and this is another new question I've been asking I don't know why I haven't started asking this since season one but it's something that has been brought to my attention but. What do y'all like to do outside of like music? Like, what are your hobbies? What what do you what makes you smile? What makes you get up in the morning? You know, um, just honestly, being with family, we're very family oriented, so we love being with family. Uh, thrifting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> going out thrifting's fun. Um, we like we love to draw. We love art. We're super creative. So, um, you know, we're always creating something we're always drawing um we're, we're dabbling a lot with um premiere pro so we're getting into like video editing and stuff like that which is really fun i've been uh, i've been trying to teach myself premiere for these um these videos or these reels we throw for the podcast everything adobe like you could spend an entire like couple years just trying to learn one program yeah yeah, the thing is, I learned After Effects in school, and I learned it really well. Sadly, it is too big of a program for our computer. <laughs> oh, no. Premiere Pro is much smaller, so it's just what you have to do to save space, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous how big these files are getting these days. Like, I, I my, uh, my hard drive, I got a hard drive library, 
point, you know? It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, we're, we're basically running everything through an external drive. <laughs> so there's a couple more questions asked that are kind of like a little bit like freestyle-ish. But um, I know that you guys said that you wanted to bring back the culture, but something that I wanted to ask, like, what is y'all's shared vision? Like, what is your dream? If, like, your dream, you made it as whatever, you know, what is your goals and ambitions, you know? Um, definitely start up a clothing line eventually. Um, I think also, like, the clothing line, but we'll bring the performance up a level. Like, we have, like, guest rappers and things that do the older style. That'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we want to let them steal the show, of course. They just be like, you know, they get one or two songs. Yeah, then we, we try with the clothing line. Imagine, like, all the fans wearing that, like, 90s, early 2000s gear. That'd be pretty cool. And yeah. then, um, this is kind of out there, but the basketball element, that was huge in the 90s. Like, we could DJ at, like, basketball events and stuff. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Way to mix That'll it up. That'd be cool. Do like bring back the bring back the and one basketball scene. <laughs> Yo, that'd be fucking amazing if y'all brought that back, bro. <laughs> the reason why I asked this is because I feel like um, when an artist, when the artist, when they say it out loud, like it, it's gonna happen. Y'all are gonna manifest it. So like, you know, that's like one thing that I always I've been wanting to ask. Um, I just want y'all to know that. Basically, everyone who's been on this podcast, they go and they live their vision out. And I can't wait to see y'all's, like, journey and how y'all get there. Uh, those That's always, like, the biggest thing for me. So I can't wait to see y'all tell, even just one year from now, where y'all go. Hell yeah, dude. Like, big dreams. You know, we're, 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 we're the kind where we're, we, we are working nonstop. We're always on that grind, you know. And, um... Just like I said before, just keep pushing till you make it. And then even when you do make it, don't stop from there. You just keep going. There's yeah, that that uh it's I think it's incredibly easy to kind of get um stuck in a rut, you know? Um, yeah. Usually when people usually we notice when people do kind of make it, they're kind of like stuck. They don't know what to do, or they just kind of phase out, they completely stop what they're doing. It's like, why do that? You know, keep, again, keep going, uh, create something new, switch it up. There's so many things out there that, you know, we could do that we're capable of. And, you know, once you get to that point in your life, it's like, yeah, we don't want to, we don't, we don't ever want to stop doing this, you know? Yeah. And it's funny how you say that. I, I like to tell a lot of artists too, like, you don't know exactly like just how close around the corner all of that shit is, you know, like you might give up and you're literally like three seconds away from achieving everything you've ever wanted to achieve. Right. There's no point in stopping. If you need to take a break or if you need to find a different filter to kind of express yourself, go ahead and do that. But um, the dream is a dream. Never give up on that, you know? Exactly. So let me ask, um, where can people find y'all on the interweb um what is y'all's at signs everything like that so that the listeners know where to find okay um we, we're on 
everything. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Uh, at Luker, L-V-C-R-E. And I know some like our stuff like our Instagram is Luker Vibes. So L-V-C-R-E Vibes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll be sure um, once we get the website going, um, I'll be sure to have everything linked for you. But uh, just in case the listeners want to write that down, you can the opportunity. Um, and I also wanted to ask y'all, this is my favorite part. Um, if y'all could recommend some artists that you guys have in your circle to be on this podcast to showcase their own original art, who would you recommend? Oh, um, let's see. Definitely uh aware it's a w v r e he's pretty great um oh my gosh i don't know i have his name pulled up right here i don't know how to pronounce it it's like scarp <laughs> s k x r p <laughs> you know that's funny scarp is actually on this uh this month's podcast with y'all oh shit okay that's awesome you know huge we scarp is amazing we love him huge yeah. shout out to him so yeah good guy for sure um we also um so we also checked out jules he's actually is i think yeah jules no not without uh jules um he's with the ufo wave collective and the base collective we actually checked out like his work, definitely recommend him. He's really great as well. Yeah, once we uh, once we get off of this, I'll get with y'all. Um, write all those names down. Reach out to everybody. Hopefully, we can get them on this or next season. Yeah, that sounds great. So I think I had one to two more questions. Um, I guess it's more like a philosophical question um, for the both of y'all as well. But like with the Luke project um like how satisfied are you with where you are currently uh, oh <laughs> it's uh it's kind of like a mix of i don't know how to say it. it's like a mix of mm, excitement but um i don't want to say like you know sadness or anything like that you're you're like you're you're excited because you know you're you're getting opportunities you got this whole vision created you're getting on it you're creating all kinds of music you're putting it out there you're receiving you know positive critiques about it and everything but um i think i want to say not sad but more like a little bit frustrated sometimes because of you know Again, what we said earlier, trying to break through that scene, trying to get out there locally and, you know, be heard, you know, not just with local people, but like, you know, you know the, the big boys and like, you know, the, the hard wave game and like base community and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I think I totally understand. Kind of like the frustration is kind of like in having to play the game you know when exactly exactly and like having to play the game for sure like the amount of emails we sent out hey you know check us out on here or like you know the amount of more emails we sent to like promoters hey we think we really be a really great fit 
to be booked at your venue. We got a, you know, unique aesthetic, but we also have, you know, very high energy that we feel like will be great. And we know we can bring that energy and, you know, just sending out stuff like that, you know, we'll send, we'll send the EPK, we'll send over music, everything, socials, and then just kind of people not reading that or never responding, being overlooked. That's the word. That's, that's the word right there being overlooked. That can be frustrating a lot, but you know, we're also, it's, that's where that weird mix of excitement kind of comes in because it's like, um, you have the excitement of still trying to get out there and like release stuff. And you had that hopefulness that, you know, no, someone's our, our time will come, you know, yeah. we don't, we don't want to rush it or anything, but we are, we're, we're confident in that our time will come and we'll, we'll have that big break, you know? For sure. Yeah. I like to, I like to always say, um, <laughs> the universe tends to naturally unfold as it should, you know? Right. And, um, I, I got that quote from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Really, really good quote, but it, it just, it works. Sure. Um, yeah. So speaking of like, you know, like trying to get booked and things like that, I'd like to ask y'all, um, like, what, what do y'all have going on in the future? You got some projects, like uh, maybe some shows booked or you got some new music coming out, maybe stream, what do you got going? Uh, some merch, uh, definitely a lot more music coming out. Um, shows, we're definitely going to try and work on that. We're just going to, we're trying, we're going to try and go from our like, you know, out of state shows I, I think that would be, I think that would be really fun. And, you know, it's something we definitely got to like push more towards, you know, instead of just trying to get booked locally. Uh, Cause we, we've been doing that for a while and it's like, okay, something's not. So you've been denied by all the venues. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it would be cool to, you know, get a show out of state somewhere in like Denver or, you know, down in Phoenix. I think that'll be pretty nice. Definitely Seattle. That's where like Denver and Seattle, I know where our all the hard wave communities are like popping. Oh. You know, yeah, just the the vibe digital communities in Seattle and they throw shows out here sometimes in Colorado as well. I think the we have, oh. I think there's a wave monthly, if I'm not mistaken, here in Denver as well, but I th- uh forgot what the name of the monthly called ever eternal or something like that with that yeah s connor all of them they kind of they they handle that yeah i think the wave community is definitely like you said seattle and probably here yeah we, yeah because we knew we knew we saw um what's it yeah we saw vibe digital huge shout out to them we saw um uh you said denver so without is out, out there right yeah danny Love them, love them. Yeah, they're um, out here. Yeah, so you know, you huge shout out to them as well. Um, love their work. Uh, yeah, so we've been trying to like get shows out there, you know, and uh, it, maybe someday move out there. But we're just really working on um, brand new jobs right now, so we kind of got to stay in so we get stable, you know. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, I think we're all like uh, in this like accumulation phase. We're all just like like gathering EXP. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I totally understand. Well, yo, Lee, Ashley, I really want to appreciate y'all for taking the time um, to send me y'all's original art. 
and talk to me about your journey as an artist. Um, this is where I kind of open up the floor for you to give some last words of wisdom or whatever you'd like to say to the listeners out there, um, whether it be producers, visual artists, like just a little piece of advice you might want to give them or anybody that you want, you know, to hear some words. Um, I just want to say we'll leave it at this. No matter what your craft is, just keep at it, you know. Um, don't give up on it master that craft on that craft and yeah and social media isn't it like don't feel <laughs> bad if you don't have you know a thousand ten thousand followers it's if, it, <laughs> if it's good it's gonna show and you're someday gonna meet somebody that can help you whether or not you have the big following you know yo super sage advice right there i the social media game that's a weird one. And that's another thing why y'all need to bring back the the culture. It's like y'all said, that shit ain't it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, need a, we need another solution for sure. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Luca, I really appreciate y'all's time. Thank you so much. Um, I will let y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. I know y'all are two hours ahead of me. Um, so um, I just hope y'all have a great evening, yeah? Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Base Radio, Season 4, Episode 37. Be sure to like us and the respective artists involved as always. Yo, summer's here, bitches. Hope you got that sexy summer vibe. And if not, body positivity anyway, bitch. See y'all next month. Blow. Pow, pow, pow.